Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. So the enemy does the same thing to us today. And the three things that the enemy attacked Jesus in, in this story, are the same things that he, he hadn't changed his tune, right? <laughs> same song, different person, just goes a different person. The three things that the enemy said to, to Jesus were this, turn these stones into bread, right? Throw yourself down from the high place and let the angels catch you and bow to me and all the kingdoms of the world will be yours. He's, he's attacking him at this core identity level. And the three things that he comes to us are the same. They have to do with your provision, turn these stones into bread, your performance or your identity, and number three, your power. Provision is all about what? Who's going to do what? Take care of you. If you do this, I'll take care of you. I'll give you all the stuff in the world. You can just have this. Your identity is what? Who are you really? Who do people say you are? Who are you really at your core? And then the last one is your power. Who's got the power in your life and who controls your destiny? Now, the thing I find about the enemy in my life, and I think you'll probably find it's true in your life, is that he usually uh, overplays his hand because he works in extremes. He's either on way over this side or way over that side. That's one of the ways that you can tell when it's the voice of the enemy because it's just so, he works on these extremes. He likes to take us, oh, you're so bad, nobody will like you. Or, oh, if they really knew who you were, you know, if they really appreciated you, you know, you're the best and nobody just, no, nobody knows who you are yet. I mean, he, he loves to work on those, those extremes. And I find that it's in, the, it's in that middle place where we can be silent, be, be steady before the Lord and say, Father, you know, just like Jesus in the midst of those attacks coming, be able to stand on the Word of God, be able to stand on the now Word of God, what the Holy Spirit's speaking to us at that same time, and be able to say, no, this is the truth. The, even in the midst of all these lies, these temptations, these things that you're trying to bring at me, this is the real truth, okay? Now, Ramey talked about that this morning. I was so excited because I was like, she is setting me up perfectly for this afternoon. So I want to talk to you today just about extremes, extreme things the enemy may be saying to you, and then pull, show you that against the truth of God's Word. And we want to do it about power, provision, and uh, performance, okay? So the first thing about extremes with provision, you ever heard this before or thought this? You got to do it all yourself. You got to make it happen. You got to crank it out. If anybody's going to take care of me, it's going to be who? Me. Me. Can't trust anybody, okay? Well, that's a lie. What about this? You know, if you're creative, you're just never going to have enough. You're not, you're not going to have a lot of money. You're never going to have enough. You're always going to be wanting. Just get used to it. Or what about this? Well, you know, I mean, you may be a good musician now, but, you know, you didn't go to music school, and you don't, you don't have a degree, and, you know, how are you going to get, you know, you didn't go to Juilliard, you didn't go to this, how are you going to, you know, nobody wants to talk to you because you're not this or you're not that, okay? These are lies that he tells us. What about this? Uh, I know a lot of people that say this one. Uh, well, you know, you just need to get a real job and do your art on the side. You know, that, that may be a fun hobby, but, you know, your creativity, that's not really, you know, artists just don't make a lot of money, <laughs> That's a lie. And, it, and it's, 
So that's a major extreme, right? Now let's, let's look at the other side. Let's look at the truth of what God says about um, your provision, okay? Well, the first thing is out of Matthew 6.33. What? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these what? Things will be added unto you. That's right after where Jesus is talking about, you know, why do you worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to do? The birds of the air, they don't toil or spin, and yet, you know, God, God provides for them. How much more will he provide for you? It's this idea that when you seek first the kingdom, that is, I believe, when you align yourself with the purposes, the kingdom purposes of God in you, when you begin to align yourself with that and, and releasing the kingdom in and through you, seeking first that, and his righteousness, again, what is his righteousness? We're righteous through Christ. And we're made sons. And it's this neat dynamic that when we begin to understand our position as sons in the kingdom and release the kingdom through us, then all these things will be added unto us. Our provision is not tied to how good we can tap dance for Jesus. Our, our, our provision is tied to our sonship. You're provided for not because you do things good enough or bad enough, but you're provided for because your daddy loves you. See, that's huge. Now, I'm not saying, you know, just go sit on the side of the road and, and wait for Jesus to pay the bills. I'm saying learn to co-labor with the Father in the creative place that he's got you right now. You know, we're going to talk a lot about that this afternoon. In my, I do a workshop called Thriving as an Artist in the Kingdom. We talk a lot about the business you know, end of, of being an artist. What does it mean to build a bridge now from where you are to where you want to be, you know, creatively? You got to co-labor with him in that, but that, not in an area, not in a, an understanding of fear, thinking, oh God, I got to, if I don't do this, God's not going to, oh, oh. no, do what the Father's telling you now, walk with him and the provision will be there. That's the promise of Jesus. Now, what about this? The easy flow of provision comes as we seek and walk in our role in the kingdom. Now, there's a story that I love from a guy, um, actually from Oklahoma, a guy named Gary Carpenter. And uh, he tells this story of growing up on his grandpa's farm. And he said, uh, every morning we'd get up, we all lived there, you know, on the farm at different houses, but we'd all come to grandpa's house in the morning. And he'd give us all, he'd hand out the, you know, the jobs for the day. And he said, Grandma had this big old breakfast cooking for us. It was cat head. Y'all say cat head biscuits. We say that big old biscuits. Cat head biscuits and, you know, grits and eggs and all, just all kind of good stuff. And he, Grandpa would tell us what to do, and then we'd go out. And he said, you know, some people, even the five or six-year-olds, they might be greasing the wheel on the tractor or whatever. Some people might be driving a combine. Some people putting up the hay, doing whatever they're going to do. But Grandpa gave them the jobs to do. He said, at the end of the day, about 5 o'clock, Grandma would come out on the porch, and she'd, you know, ring one of those triangles like on the movies, you know. I'm like, do people really do that? But <laughs> ring the triangle, and they'd all, he said, we'd all come in and eat dinner. And he said, no matter if you were just greasing the wheel that day, or if you were, even if you were asleep behind the barn, <laughs> or if you were driving the combine, or you were leading a group of, you know, 12 guys out there picking corn, whatever you were doing, he said, at the end of the day, everybody ate at grandpa's table. And that is such a beautiful picture because most artists and most creative people live in this fear of how am I going to make it? 
how am I going to be able to do what God's called me to do? How am I going to take this passion and actually make a living from it? And I just want to tell you, take that out of your mind. (laughs) Take that totally out of your mind. Your job (laughs) is to find out who God has created you to be and to co-labor with him at the point he's got you at now and to walk with that. And if it's over here, if it's over there, and as you do that, his promise is to provide for your every need. So don't believe the lies, all right? Provision. Number two, extremes about performance and about your identity, okay? These are major lies you may have, may have dealt with before. You can make it on your own with no help from anybody. Not even God. You know artists like that. You know creative people like that. I can do it in my if I can make it there, I'll make it anyway. So, yeah, that's, see, that's what people believe. What about this? My talent and my skill is the result of my own hard work. I'm the one that did this. I know none of y'all have ever dealt with this. See, this is just for friends. This is only for friends. When y'all go outside the, you know. What about this? Oh, see, this is, this is. <laughs> You are what you do. If you're successful, people like you. If you're not successful, if you're not good enough, if you don't do it the way everybody wants, then nobody will like you. You won't be accepted. I can't tell you how pervasive that is in Christendom right now. This idea that we got to keep it all looking nice and nobody knows my cracks. How's everything? How's it going? Oh, everything's fine, brother. Praise the Lord. And inside we're hurting on the inside because we can't let anybody know the cracks and the hurts that we're dealing with. Why? Because it's this lie. If they really knew you, if they really knew your stuff, they wouldn't like you. And so we keep up the facade. What about this? The, oh, see, now this is, I'm going to step on some toes here. The busier you are, the busier you are, the more effective you are in the kingdom. Lie. <laughs> Not true. You know, the Lord moved us to Asheville, North Carolina after being in Atlanta for 13 years. I told somebody the other day, I said, when I moved to Asheville, it took me 13 minutes to get from my house to the church. I said, now I cannot make it in less than 20. The traffic has not increased. <laughs> my whole body just slowed down. But I live at a pace, at a restful pace now that I did not used to live at, and I'm more effective than I've ever been. Because I got rid of this lie that I had to do all these things and be this people pleaser and be this and do that and please. No. See, that's a lie. The enemy wants to keep you on this treadmill of performance. You got to do it like this. And what if they don't like you? And oh, what does the preacher say? You know, wonderful words you need to learn. No. (laughs) Oh, but we really want you to do. No. (laughs) What about this one? What others think about me is the most important. What about this one? Because you're not at the level you want to be, you're not worthy of any recognition or celebration. Well, I'll never paint like him, or I'll never sing like her, and so I better not just, I better not try. Those are lies that the enemy tells. So what's the truth? That's, see, the truth is what you always have to bring against a lie, right? Standing in the position of sonhood, sonship, you say, this is the truth. So this is the truth about your performance, what does Acts 17, 24 say? In him we live and move and have our what? Have our being. That is everything that I need for my life is not based on what you think of me, although I'd really like it if you liked me. 
I don't need you to like me. In him, I live and I move and I have my being. And as I stand in that place of humble sonship before the Lord, he begins to raise me up and set me in places of influence. And although now I'm not looking for influence anymore, he begins to bring it. See, that's the interesting thing about Jesus. He never ran after the crowds. He always ministered to the one, but the crowds ran after him. He was always focused on healing the one, but the many signs and wonders followed. See, it's, it's, everything in the kingdom is always opposite, right? In him we live and move and have our being. That's where your identity comes from. Here's the truth. You don't have to perform for God. No masks are required. See, this is, this is the thing. When you've been through major, I've been through major brokenness in my life. And here's the wonderful thing about my father is that he knew my beginning from my end. He knew the very days of my life. He knows every hair on my head. And he chooses in my weakness to release the fullness of the kingdom through my life. Jesus was always one that loved to release the authority of the kingdom to people that weren't ready. Now hear me, that is not an excuse to live in sin. It's not an excuse to live a double life. But it's, it's a, a place where you can stand and say, Father, I'm weak. I know that I'm not all that I'm going to be. But I know that in you, I have everything that I need to be successful right now. No masks are required. And see, if you have to live with a mask on all the time, you're not living. And the authenticity of the kingdom will never come through your life. I think that is the biggest reason why most creative people are not in the church right now is because they see the mask, the phoniness that so many of us have portrayed in the church for so many years. They just want somebody that's real. You're creative. You're, you're, you can tell when somebody's full of it. I mean, come on. People want to know that you've been hurt and that you've recovered. People want to know that you've had trouble in your life, but God has walked you through it. People want to know that you're a real person. They're looking for answers. And unless we come to this place of in him I live and move and have my being, and I can walk firmly in that as a creative person in the kingdom, we'll never see the fullness of what God's got for us. What about this? This is the truth. We're sons and daughters. We're co-heirs with Jesus. We're seated in heavenly places. We have authority in heaven. We can do greater things than Jesus did and only have to do what we see the Father doing. Whoa, you mean I don't have to do all the things that, that make you happy? No. Jesus said, listen, I only do the things that I see the Father doing. The Father says, go left, then I go left. He says, go right, go right. He says, speak to this person, then I speak to this person. It takes the pressure off, y'all. It takes the pressure off of how you're living your life. See, the essence of cre this whole creative spirit is our ability to see things in the spirit, to interact with the Holy Spirit, the heavenly realm, the glory realm, and in, with those, um, the senses that God has given us, be able to flow with that. Again, just like Ramey was saying that this morning, that doesn't just happen in your studio or in your creative life. It happens throughout your life. And so take the pressure off yourself. Don't try to please me. Just do what you see the Father doing. 
Most of the evangelism that I tried to do in my life was trying to convince people who were not ready in order for them to make decisions that they never intended to keep so I could put another check on my belt saying I got somebody saved. When in reality, the father may just wanted me to go up and be their friend for five years. And trust, what about this idea of trusting the Holy Spirit? Just trust him and do the things that you see the father doing in your life. All right? That's the truth. Number three in that whole part. Uh, Romans eight fourteen. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And this one. The glory of God. St. Irenaeus. I love this. The glory of God is man fully alive. Did you know that the more that you become the real you, the more God is glorified in and through you? The more that you understand the fullness of who God has created you to be, the more that you honor his presence in your life. And so if you really want to honor God, if you really want to please him, if you really want to live in him and move and have your being, find out who he's created you to be and be it. Don't try to be me, be you. That's freeing. (laughs) You don't have to be like anybody else. You can be you. Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. All right, the last lies are this, to do with your power. What about this? I have to be in control all the time. I know no church people are in control. If I let others into my life and they really know me, they'll hurt me. So I just keep everybody at arm's length. What about this? I dealt with this a lot. God is just like my dad, my mom, my abuser. Just need to hush and make him happy. What about this? Other side of that. If I'm wounded or I complain or I take the victim role, then people will pay attention to me. You know those kind of people before? They're those suckers, those life suckers. Every time you go, hey, man, what's going on? Well, you know, I lost my job and this happened and blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay. It's just, just this, let me suck the life out of you. People get their identity from that. It's a lie. What about this? This is just the way life is. Life is never going to change. I better just stay this way. Just get used to it. Those are lies. Now, what's the truth? The truth about your power is this. When we fully trust the Father who has all the power, I want you to hear this. 
When you fully trust the Father who has all the power, you can fully trust others even when there's the great potential to be hurt. See, so much of how we live our life is based on self-protection, right? I want to protect myself from you. I don't want you to hurt me. I don't want you to think this about me. We're always running, running defense all the time. But when we know that we're called as sons and daughters, when we know who the Father has created us to be, we know that in Him we live and move and have our being. And I know that when I go up to this person and I know that they may have hurt me before, it's not an excuse to keep them at arm's length, but it's an excuse to just love them more. Understanding that I can fully love and trust even when there's a potential to be hurt. What about this? Romans eight twenty eight. We're more than what? Conquerors. What about this? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to us through Jesus and our relationship uh, with him is, uh, with the Father is as a son. What about this? 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What about this? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, my power does not come from myself or what you think about me. My power comes from my relationship as a son with the Father, as a joint heir with Jesus, receiving everything. Now, most creative people, myself included, we're on this process of what I call unlocking. <laughs> How many of you are, have dealt with or are dealing with at least one or more of the lies that I just talked about right now in your life? Raise your hand. Okay, most people. <laughs> We're in this process. If you leave those things undone, if you let them just fester in your life, what begins to happen is this roadblock begins to happen. It begins to be like a, a barrier in your life. And the enemy loves that because that means that the flow of God that God wants to push through you is now inhibited by this major thing in your life. They become idols in our life, if you will, okay? And this process of unlocking is this process of asking the Father to reveal the lie, reveal the roadblock, and then for Him to reveal the truth to you. Now, here's the good thing about this. If God was to reveal all the lies that you're believing at one time, you'd be a puddle on the floor. <laughs> because most of us have built our lives on, on, on lots of different ide weird ideas that we learn from our parents, from church, from this, from that, and the other. We've got this whole kind of thing constructed. <laughs> and so the Holy Spirit is so gentle that he takes piece by piece the bricks out. And he clears the road at the points in our life when we can do that. In a way that's not going to kill us, but bring us healing and bring us wholeness. And like I said when I started, I believe that unless we do that, unless we are actively involved in this process with the Father, we'll never be this creative army that God has called us to be. And so what I want to do, we've got about uh, five, ten minutes here left. I want to take these next minutes, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do a little work here, okay? So if you've got a notebook, I want you to put it down. Once you get comfortable, have you all got that Rivera CD, you know, just put that on low. Just get comfortable. And we're going to put on a little music. We're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come right now. 
So Holy Spirit, we just invite you, Lord, to come in a more tangible way right now, Father. And what I want you to do right now is uh, just invite the Holy Spirit to be present with you right now. A little bit lower. That's fine. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit right now, just say, Holy Spirit, just in your own heart, just ask, say, Holy Spirit, would you reveal to me maybe one, two, just whatever the lies are in my life that are the major roadblocks that you want to help me deal with right now? What are the things that are standing in front of me and you right now that are impeding me from releasing the fullness of the creativity that you have for me in my life? Just asking that right now. Now, in that place with him as he's speaking to you, I just want you to ask Jesus, say, Jesus, would you reveal to me the truth about this lie? So the Holy Spirit just showed you the lie. Now, ask, ask the Holy Spirit, ask Jesus to reveal the truth of what God says about you in that situation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, now we're going to do something right now. If your Holy Spirit's still moving on you, just hang. <laughs> The Bible says that we overcome by the word, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That is, when you believed a lie and you can expose it and you can tell the truth, it releases freedom in your life. And it releases also freedom for other people to be able to grab onto. And so what I want to do is, um, this, I'm not asking you to air dirty laundry. I'm not asking you to go on with a story for 30 minutes. I'm just asking you to, if you feel a prompting, and I'd like to just for people to come up here to share with us what was the lie that you were believing, and then what is the truth that Jesus showed to you about that lie. Okay? So we're going to hang here. So if you're willing to come up and share what that is, yeah, just come on, and let's just make a, a line right here. Just as many of you as you want to come, Okay. I'm Jermaine. God was um, showing me about my identity. I asked God, okay, my identity. And then he told me, like, I am who I've called you to be. And so, it's a little. Okay. Sure. Okay. But um, God just showed me, you know, some things that I've always dealt with for a very long time from past, you know, situations. And I asked God, okay, what, 
why is that? And he's like, I have an identity for you, you know, you to walk in that. I love you. And that's who I'll call you to be, you know, a man of God, you know, purity, truth, you know, that's who you are. And that's who you're going to be. Walk in that. Awesome. Amen. Come on. (laughs) So the lie would be that I was not lovable. And the truth is that God gave Jesus. God gave his only son. He loved me so much that he gave Jesus to save me, to save you. So. Amen. 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 Come on, others. Come on. We need some guys. Everybody, come on. Come on. Um, the lie was that I didn't have anything that anyone else wanted to hear. And that's not true. Um, he was telling me that to honor the annoying I had, and to you know, honor the annoying in others. That's awesome. <laughs> um, my lie was that I don't have time anymore. I don't have time, and uh, and the Lord said I created time. So, so and you can you can co-create time to. To, to do what I'm supposed to do and be who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, the lie I've believed most of my life is that my voice has no value. No one cares what I have to say. Um, and what the Lord showed me was that it's not a matter of what you care to hear. It's a matter of what he has to say. Mm. And that's where my focus needs to be. Is your voice valuable? Because he sees it that way. Yeah. yeah. So can you say, people want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> um, well, if they don't want to, they need to. Yeah. That's what he said. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I, they don't have to like it. That's right. That's right. It's my job to sow the seed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Come on, Chuck. Come on up. The lie that I listened to was, I can't do this, I can't do that. But my father says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I am not limited by what I can do. God can do all things. See, isn't this good? (laughs) See, this process of what we're doing right now, you can do this at any point. When you begin to recognize the lie of the enemy in your life... If you'll just stop and you'll say, Holy Spirit, is this a lie? Just show me the lie and then ask Jesus to reveal the truth. He'll come and bring light and set you free. And you don't have to go through all this 10,000 years of pain and hurt and deliverance and rolling on the floor and all that. I mean, it's just like, just let Jesus reveal the truth and then move in it. Okay. My lie was that he was done with, that he was done with me. He's done with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he told me he'd never be done with me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Come on up. Um, my lie was that all the talents that I have, that people are, everyone I knew was better than me at them, and then God just told me, why would I give you these talents if I didn't think you were really awesome at them, and that that you couldn't serve me with them. Awesome. See, that's that idea. You know, we think that sometimes God is this God. Maybe your dad, maybe your mom is like this, that he's out to set us up for failure. 
He's not like that. That's a lie. <laughs> know the voice of the enemy and know the voice of your father. Okay? Come on. Come on. Maybe 10 more people. Come on. Just <laughs> My lie was <clears throat> that um, the enemy was telling me I had to be busy. And so I, what I did was a few months ago, I went and asked someone if I could work for them. And um, it ended up being a place that was not God. So it was a lot of pressure. Um, I was not, I was very productive, but it was not God. So it was pressure, it was not peace. I constantly did not have peace. And so when I saw that this conference was coming up, and I said, I've got to be at that conference. So I asked for the time off, and it was conflicting with my employer's schedule. And so I said, no, I've got to take the time. I've got to go to this conference because the Lord told me I need to be here. And so I, I left the job. And so <clears throat> I had to come here and be here to receive what I'm receiving right now and get the freedom. Um, and so that was the lie. I had to be busy. And so the Lord was telling me, well, the spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. Amen. Amen. See, so the truth is we have to be about the things that the Father tells us to be about. See, that's a good place to be. You only have to do the things you see. Come on. Only have to do the things you see the Father doing. That takes a lot of pressure off of you to be this or be that, okay? Come on. I know there are a few more of y'all. Come on. Um, I thought uh, um, I've never been this way before, and uh, Jesus said, I am the way. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Make this a habit. <laughs> Make this a habit with each other. You know, one of the verses that's the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating verses in the Bible is confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. Your healing and your wholeness is tied to your willingness to invest in community. Your healing and your wholeness is tied to your willingness to invest in in community. See, it's in this safe relationship, safe places that the Father brings in your life, that the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you. You can, you can confess, say, Lord, I'm sorry. I, di I didn't know I was believing that, but I confess it before you. And the Lord, show me the truth. Help me walk in that. When you share that with your brothers and sisters, when other people know what you're going through, that is the essence of authentic kingdom community. And now we walk in strength and in openness, not in this hiding kind of mask kind of playing game. Whew, that's good. Why don't we stand? I'm going to pray. Father, God, I thank you, Lord, that your desire, Lord, is not for us to live behind these masks, for not us to live as orphans, as self-sufficient ones, God, trying to hammer it out on our own. But God, you set us in the body. You set us in community, Father. And Father, you are the very essence of truth, God. You are truth, and so, Father, I thank you today that the unlocking of our hearts, Lord, has begun. And, Father, I pray, Lord, right now, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue this process even during this whole weekend, Father, that even during other sessions that people go to during the worship as we lay down tonight with dreams and visions, Father, that you would continue the process in the beautiful, loving, gentle way that you do, Father that you would reveal, Lord, those things to us which are holding us back, which are roadblocks for us, and that you would reveal and set in the truth in our life. 
that we could fulfill the creative destiny that you've got for us in the kingdom. We love you, God. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.